With national, state, and local elections less than two weeks away, the movement to get money out of politics and a talk with the award-winning director of Citizen Coke coming up next. interests are warping politics, there's no better place to look than the state level. Money is a weapon. More than three and a half billion dollars has been spent making this election the most expensive on record. Any chance we'll ever get to be a completely red state? What can we do to help you? The Koch brothers own a number of companies, refineries that specialize in some of the worst types of oil. How much have you put into Wisconsin? Since January of last year, just over $10 million. $10 million. Wisconsin is open for business. And welcome to Thursday's Community Watch and Comment, the on-the-ground edition for October 23, 2014. I'm Esther Varum. Big ups to Dave Zirin and Itan Thomas, even though he wasn't there this morning, for always giving us an earful every week on the collision. It is certainly my pleasure to follow them here on Thursdays on WPFW, your listener-powered station for jazz and justice here in the nation's capital. Since May, when we launched this show, we've been lifting up voices of activists and activism from Gaza to Ferguson to the voices of the unemployed and underemployed to fracking to Cove Point to our own coverage of the People's Climate March to those working for labor rights and fair wages, working to get money out of politics and to let the Supreme Court know that corporations are not people. We have brought new interviews, voices and sounds from the streets onto the airwaves at 89.3 FM. Well, speaking of corporations not being people, today for our third and I think final week of the fall fundraiser, our pre-election special featuring the revealing, information-packed, and kind of scary movie, Citizen Coke. I say it's scary because, you know, Citizen Coke is this in-depth look at how the Supreme Court decision in Citizens United has turned our country into an oligarchy where a handful of billionaires like the Koch brothers can buy elections and elected officials on the national, state, and local level. But for me, the movie does more. It actually tells us about the racist roots of the Koch brothers. Their daddy founded the ultra-right-wing racist John Birch Society, and those roots connect very eerily to the Koch brothers' massive support to the Tea Party movement, which, despite its potential for populism, exhibited some overt racism in the wake of election, the election of President Obama. Now, just for this hour during On the Ground, you can pick up a copy of this important movie, which truly captures this moment in our nation's history for a donation of only $75. My goal is 500 
but I expect to far surpass that. So you can get me started by calling 202-588-9739 or 1-800-222-9739 or pledging right on the website wpfwfm.org. The theme for the fundraiser is The Struggle Continues, and here on on the ground, we know what that means. So not only do we have the movie Citizen Coke, we have Tia Lesson, the Academy Award-nominated co-director of the movie, and we're going to get an update from the activists at Move to Amend, who are working hard to amend our Constitution to get money out of politics and to vanquish crazy ideas like money is speech and corporations are people. All that is coming up, but first, our headlines for today. More than seven years after guards with the private mercenary company Blackwater opened fire on Iraqi civilians in downtown Baghdad, killing 17 people and wounding 20, a federal jury on Wednesday found four of the men involved with the massacre guilty in the case. In other international news, the Pentagon says it is investigating evidence an airdrop of arms intended for Kurdish fighters has ended up in the hands of Islamic State militants. Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby responded to a video posted on YouTube which appears to show the militants with a cache of weapons. The UN General Assembly has elected Venezuela as among the five new non-permanent members of the Security Council for 2015 to 2016. Venezuela's bid drew 181 votes from the 193-member General Assembly. Venezuelan government praised its winning bid as a huge triumph over a malign campaign against our country. The Council's other new members are New Zealand, Spain, Angola, and Malaysia. And Cuba is sending 91 additional medical staff to West Africa to help combat a record outbreak of Ebola. The teams of doctors and nurses are departing for Liberia and Guinea. Cuba has already dispatched 165 health workers to Sierra Leone. That brings the country's total contribution in the three hardest-hit countries to 256 people, more than a third of all foreign medical staff there. Meanwhile, the United Nations Children's Fund says Ebola outbreak is creating vast numbers of orphans in West Africa. At least 3,700 children are said to have lost at least one or both parents. In this country, the Supreme Court is allowing Texas to enforce a controversial voter ID law that was briefly struck down earlier this month. A federal judge initially overturned the law, calling it an unconstitutional poll tax that discriminates against voters of color. But a three-judge panel said Texas can enforce the ID law in the November election because dropping it would cause confusion. On Saturday, the Supreme Court agreed. The United States has spent millions of dollars on Social Security benefits for suspected Nazi war criminals. An Associated Press investigation found the payments have continued under a legal loophole through which Nazis were persuaded to leave the United States in return for keeping their benefits. In Ferguson, details have emerged of testimony given by Darren Wilson, the Ferguson police officer who fatally shot the unarmed teenager Michael Brown. According to the New York Times, Wilson has told authorities he feared for his life in the confrontation that followed him, stopping Brown and a friend for jaywalking. Wilson claims Brown reached for his gun during a physical altercation as Wilson was still inside his vehicle. Ballistic tests confirmed two shots were fired inside the car, one of them hitting Brown's arm. It is unclear why Wilson then fired the fatal shots at Brown after he emerged from his vehicle. Witness accounts say Brown had his hands up and was trying to surrender when he was shot dead. According to federal officials, there is not enough evidence to indict Wilson on civil rights charges in the Justice Department's probe of the shooting. Also related to Ferguson, yesterday marked a National Day of Action Against Police Brutality and Mass Incarceration organized by Ferguson October. 
16 people were arrested here in D.C. at a protest last Thursday against wages and working conditions at Walmart and the Walton family. The demonstrators blocked the busy intersection of 18th and K Streets in downtown D.C. by sitting on a in a giant circle and a giant blue tarp and flying balloons and a banner that read, Waltons are robbing America, change Walmart.org. Walmart workers told on the ground that Walmart, the standard setter for jobs in the retail industry, has created a norm of erratic part-time scheduling that is keeping workers from getting the hours they need, keeping them from holding down second jobs, arranging child care, going to school, or managing health conditions. Isaiah Bayman, um, with the Capitol Plaza Store, 5129, Landover Hills, Merlin. Okay, and why are you out here today? Uh, standing up for 15 an hour and consecutive hours, making some, making a change at Walmart. So what is it like now without without that pay and the kind of job uh, uh, situation you have now? Uh, me and for what is um, affecting this, um, me and associates, we getting by, but barely. Um, I have associates, um, when they get their check, they don't know whether it's going towards food or their children. And that's kind of like disgusting to me, knowing that they're the largest employer. They can do better. Okay. You said something about consecutive hours. What, what are the hours like now? Uh, most people are getting under 30. Um, and with that, it's um, cutting them from full-time to part-time, which is um, affecting their health care. So that's a um, big deal. How so? Because if you don't have enough hours, you can't uh, really afford the health care plan? Right, right. And some people, they were um, brought in um, as part-time, but making doing full-time hours, and they're still they're cutting their hours now and making them part-time again, which is um, affecting their health care, Walmart health care. My name is Fatima Tejabi. Okay. And uh, where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Sierra Leone, but I came from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I work in Alexander, Virginia. So, wh why are you out here today? What's this all about? We, uh, it's all about um, $15 full-time, $15 per hour, because um, we want to be able to afford for our family, it, not just depending on government or welfare. We want to provide for our family, and Walmart can do that for us, because Walmart is one of the richest family. So, you know, they, can, they should provide for us, too. We need $15 per hour and full-time, because even though they get paid 9 or 10 and full-time, they still rely on, go on government, and that's definitely not fair. Your job needs to provide for you. Okay. The majority of Walmart workers are paid less than $25,000 a year, and many depend on food stamps and other taxpayer-supported programs to support their families. And those are our headlines. We'll return with our culture and media moment next week, but today I will highlight opening tomorrow in the DMV, the documentary Citizen Four, which gives an up-close personal view of Edward Snowden in Hong Kong in the days before and after his revelations about NSA spying are known to the world. Also in theaters, Kill the Messenger, a well-acted feature film about journalist Gary Webb, who revealed the CIA crack cocaine connection and funding of the U.S. Beck Contras. 
When we come back, our election special featuring the revealing documentary Citizen Coke and the award-winning filmmaker who I say helped jumpstart this era of fierce documentary making, Citizen Coke. We'll talk to Tia Lesson and an activist from Move to Amend. We'll be right back. No peace and no patience. I'm under surveillance. Wish that I would have paid less. Different gloves, same fits. I'm marching on Ferguson. I'm marching tonight. A nation and half man. Figuring I get the last laugh. Coming up that gold. That was Tom Morello marching on Ferguson on Thursday's Community Watching Comment, the On the Ground edition, here on 89.3 WPFW. I'm Esther Averam. Well, a new report by the Wesleyan Media Project reveals that political advertising nationwide for the 2014 election cycle is approaching $1 billion, and that 26% of ad airings are paid for by groups that do not have to disclose their donors. The study highlights how interest groups airings have increased 8% since uh, 2012, and that only 3 in 10 advertisements are positive. Reacting to the report, U.S. Senator John Tester, a Democrat of Montana, told reporters Americans casting their balance in this election will have survived an unprecedented onslaught of spending. Led by the wealthy few, groups continue to keep their donors secret, afraid to admit to the American people how much they are willing to spend to protect their elite priorities. This report is a wake-up call. We need real action to put our elections back in the hands of regular Americans. Well, action is the name of the game for my two guests today. Tia Lesson is producer and director, along with Carl Deal of Citizen Coke, which takes an unflinching look at the confluence of money, power, class, and racism, I say, in our U.S. elections. She is also producer and director, together with Carl Deal, of the Academy Award-nominated feature documentary, Trouble the Water. She's also winner of the Gotham Independent Film Award and the Sundance Film Festival's Grand Jury Prize for Best Documentary. Tia was a co-producer of Michael Moore's Capitalism, A Love Story, Fahrenheit 9-11, winner of the Palm Door, and the supervising producer of Academy Award winning Bowling for Columbine. Those are like all our favorite and like groundbreaking movies. Uh, uh, thank you for joining us this morning, Tia. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. Also joining me is Caitlin Saposi-Belknap, National Director of the Move to Amend Coalition. Formed in September 2009, Move to Amend is a coalition of hundreds of organizations and hundreds of thousands of individuals committed to social and economic justice, ending corporate rule, and building a vibrant democracy that is genuinely accountable to the people and not corporate interests. They are calling for an amendment to the U.S. Constitution to unequivocally state that inalienable rights belong only to human beings and that money is not a form of protected free speech under the First Amendment and can be regulated in political campaigns. Good morning, Caitlin. Hi, Esther. Thanks for having me. Okay, great. Well, Caitlin, why don't we start with you. Um, first, what is your reaction to that report by the Wesley Media, Media Center? Um, campaign spending, they say, on ads is approaching $1 billion this year? On one hand, it is um, staggering and astounding. On the other, it is to be expected 
since Citizens United. That was the purpose of the Citizens United court case in 2010 that really opened the floodgates to both corporate and individual money at an unprecedented level, and that's what we're seeing right now. And um, I, I fear it's only going to get worse. So what is on the agenda for Move to Men right now with less than two weeks before the election? Um, when we spoke to you last during the summer, I think it was David Cobb came on. Um, it was ahead of a Senate vote on a constitutional amendment meant to reverse Citizens United and McCutcheon, the two controversial Supreme Court decisions on campaign spending. And I think in September, Senate Republicans refused to support the amendment and it died. So what's, what, what are you doing right now? Well, Mr. Amend, the amendment that happened in the Senate, um, I think, said a couple things. I mean, first of all, from our perspective, it really didn't go far enough because it didn't address corporate constitutional rights at all. It was only focused on money and politics, which is a major issue, and that's the second piece of what Move to Amend is seeking to address. We need to make clear that money is not speech so that um, government can regulate campaign spending. But what the vote in the Senate represented was that many, many of the folks who are in Congress are hearing from their constituents that this is a critical issue. And so Democrats kind of picked up the opportunity and, you know, really I think that the reason why that vote happened is because we were headed into an election year and they wanted to be able to tell their constituents that they're responding to all of these resolutions that move to amend volunteers have gotten passed over 600 resolutions at city councils, um, over 200 resolutions at the ballot box have, have um, are calling for a constitutional amendment. And so Democrats really felt the pressure that they needed to respond. They also wanted to use the opportunity to point at the Republicans and say, and they don't want to respond. And so they kind of got their, their moment. Um, and it wasn't even an amendment that we would support, but it really did show how much traction this issue is getting with the public. And what Move to Amend then did is we took um, the fact that we're, you know, in election time, and we launched a campaign called Pledge to Amend, which is an effort to do what's called bird-dogging, where you, you know, target people who are running for office candidates. You show up at candidate forums and debates and um, fundraisers, wherever they are, and you find out what is their position on an issue. And um, so we have hundreds of candidates who have taken the pledge to amend and have said that if they are elected to office, and not just federal, but state and local office, that they'll use their office to advocate and push for a constitutional amendment. And then, of course, after the election, you know, the campaign won't end. We'll need to to work with people who are in office and move it forward. But really what's going to be necessary to do this, and the, and the Senate vote showed this, is that we need to build a mass people's movement. And so our primary target right now really isn't even um, sitting office holders. It's the American public. Okay. That's part of why films like Citizen Coke are so important to help educate people as to what's going on and what can be done. Great. Now, uh, Tia, you know, in the movie, I was really struck by how it explores really, you know, the racist roots of the Koch brothers. You mentioned earlier in the show that their father, Fred Koch, founded the ultra-right wing John Birch Society. And these roots are very much connected to how the Koch brothers, you know, lent all this support to the Tea Party movement. They founded Americans for Prosperity. And, you know, which despite its potential for populism, the Tea Party really showed its 
you know, racist roots, you know, when President Obama was elected in terms of some of the demonstrations we saw right here on the on the National Mall, the signs, the 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 wordings, the pictures and all these things. And and actually some of the interviews that that people gave and the types of um, really fringe elements that that the movement attracted. So, um, you know, I have a a clip from the film and please excuse the sound quality it's just some voices that I, I really wanted listeners to hear that will kind of remind us about the Tea Party um, and its its voice after the election of President Obama Mr. President I want to believe I want to trust I want to hope for change but I am really failing to see how this is any different he's not going to succeed we have to bend over grab the angles bend over forward backward whichever because his father was black, because this is the first black president. Not a single Republican joined the majority Democrats tonight. <laughs> Honeymoon is over. Is it There's a lot of wife beating going on. Is President Obama's handling of the troubled economy a signal that we are creeping toward socialism? They got czars in the White House. Joseph Stalin without the bloodshed. Charles and I uh, provided the funds to start uh, the Americans for Prosperity. And uh, it's beyond my wildest dreams how AFP has grown. The largest tax day Tea Party in the nation. You can join the Tea Party action if you go to the The Democrats call those folks a mob, crazies, a worse. I call them patriots. I agree. It's about patriotism. He's not a natural-born citizen. Surrounding himself with people of his own kind. This president, I think, has a deep-seated hatred for white people. Thanks to millions of Americans who stepped up in town halls and tea parties across this country, he is not going to get his way. You brought a gun to a meeting the president held today on health care. Was your gun loaded today? Uh, wow. Who would be silly enough to carry an unloaded firearm? This is the beginning of taking our nation back. We're going to take back our government. We can do it in Wisconsin, and by God, we're going to do it all across America. Those are some sounds from Citizen Coke, which we are featuring today. Uh, and um, we're really privileged to have Tia Lesson, the co-director and producer, with us. Tia, when you started looking into this, uh, the whole subject of the Koch brothers, did you know all this background in terms of you know their dad and, and really the roots of a, lo- a lot of their ideology? Um, no, it's... It, it. It's information we found out along the way. I mean, what I think most astounded us is we had no idea that Americans for Prosperity, the group that Charles and David Cook founded and and bankrolled, um, actually uh, were were funders of the original uh, Tax Day Tea Party protests. Um, and earlier this decade, uh, they 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 produced talking points. They sent organizers um, to seed money for rallies um they they continue to finance um the tea party now and so much of that um, spending was completely invisible to, to the folks on the ground um 
if the Tea Party started out possibly as a as a grassroots protest, it was it was quickly seized on, um, I think hijacked um, by the billionaire industrialist Charles and David Koch. Wow. So we what we heard um, for our listeners that was a clip from the movie Citizen Koch, um, the awesome expose about money and politics and about the Koch brothers. Uh, the movie was scheduled to air on PBS, I think last year, but after PBS executives were pressured by the big money interests of the Koch brothers, there was suddenly no spot for it on PBS. But we have it on Pacifica Radio in Washington, D.C. for you today, less than two weeks before the November 4th election. You can get your own copy of this film by award-winning filmmakers Tia Lesson and Carl Deal for only a tax-deductible donation of $75 for WPFW, your station for jazz and justice. And for this hour, I'm very pleased to have Miyuki here with me. Wow, on a Thursday, Miyuki. I'm this is here. the hardest walking woman in show business. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah. a thrill to be with Esther Iverum. I mean, she Iverum, is... Iverum. 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 Esther Iverum. Uh, she's fierce. And uh, the shows that she produces are on the ground. You heard the clip that she personally got from Walmart. Again, she's a volunteer, but she works so hard like she gets paid big bucks to produce this show for you. This is a great piece of video to have in your personal collection, to be informed as, again, two weeks before the, the nation you should have showings of it at your home. It's an amazing insight into this organization, America for Prosperity and these Koch brothers, and how they have galvanized people using their dollars to to reinforce or try to control people and and uh and and uh, and um and controlling people and our elections and our <laughs> elections and and the results of those elections and so please 202 588 9739 Esther has gone ahead and got these copies made them available to you the WPFW listener and you can get that and you can support WPFW and you can support Esther on on the ground today's uh, Thursday's community comment 202 588 Nine seven three nine. This is a great thank you gift to have in your personal collection. You want to share with a lot of people. We have some people to thank uh, from earlier. We have a goal of five hundred dollars, as Esther says. We expect to blow it out because I know that everyone wants to have this in their personal collection. It's great because I was talking to someone the other day, uh, Esther, and they were saying to me, you know, they wanted to understand how far the tentacles of um, the Koch brothers reaches, and this gives you so much. In- this film gives you so much insight and knowledge about that. Exactly. And, you know, even uh, listening to some of the speeches that people have made uh, when the movie premiered here, you know, it had a premiere in the Senate in the Senate building. And just, you know, hopefully we can play some of those later. But really, just it's it's so important to understand that, you know, we have a situation where maybe 30 billionaires or I don't even know if it's that many can control our election and our electoral process and contribute more money than millions and millions of people. And so, so. don't be sheep. And, and the Koch brothers, that's a nice allegory or like a metaphor for where we are with WPFW. We don't have one major corporation or two major corporations, 30 corporations contributing to keep WPFW up, alive, and standing. It is the hundreds of thousands of you who individually give 10, 15, 100, uh, 100, $1,500 and make WPFW viable. So please, if you're out there, won't you be one of the uh, people who put up the $500? And we would love it if, ten, uh, if <laughs> 10 of you got the, um, the film for, for seven. $75 and, and make sure that this show, that this station stays alive and available to you with all this great information. Because, you know, independent media is one of the things that allows 
that, that is able to fight against the Koch brothers because the moneyed interests, not only are they controlling our elections, but they're controlling the media. They're controlling. I they mean, told PBS that they couldn't film. They could not put this film on after there was a spot for it, and then they they switched it with their money. Right. Right. It's even more sinister than that. I mean, the, the, it, David Koch didn't even need to pick up his phone and 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 tell public television not to air the film. It was the impact of his money um, right. and donations on public television programmers that 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 actually you know um, silenced this film on on public television. I think that just reinforces for me the critical importance of, of public financing for public media, and whether it means um, our tax dollars or or, or or listeners opening their wallets and, and contributing to public media. You, you have to realize also that all this election spending um, is spent on, on 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 advertising that gets on our our, our broadcast networks, that gets on our radio networks, and I think it compromises. Um, the broadcasters and the news that they deliver to the American public. So exactly. I'm so thrilled that this film is going to support um, WPFW, my hometown station. I was born and raised in, in Washington, D.C. Wow. wow. Oh, she's a home. She's a home all the time. And so when I heard that you guys were having a fundraiser, I was so pleased to offer up our film um, because we want um, Citizen Coke to, to help raise small dollar uh, funds for public media. That's the only way we can fight back. They're, they might have more money, but they're more of us than they are of them. Oh, right. And so what area or neighborhood or are you from in the area? Uh, I, I grew up in northwest D.C., um, uh, and I uh, live right now in, in Brooklyn, New York. But. All right, northwest D.C., you heard that. <laughs> I want to hear, I want to see some calls pop up on the screen from northwest D.C., because what we're trying to do is preserve uh, space for people's voice. Whether it's the jazz we play, the music we play, the singers you don't hear anywhere else, or the filmmakers that you can you hear about right here that you don't hear about somewhere else, and the issue that that Tia Lesson is is writing about, and all these tremendous documentaries, we're going to have to have you back. I didn't, you know, when I started preparing for the show and I started reading all those documentaries, I said, "Oh my gosh, what, what you, when you come back in town, when you come see your folks or anybody who's here, you have to come in to the studio and we have to, you know, do a like a long interview or something because that's your career has been amazing and all these documentaries that you've done, I consider these like the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John of <laughs> the you know today's documentary movement so um 2025 uh, that means so much to me and thank you for what you do um if, if it weren't for, for for broadcasters like you with integrity films like mine wouldn't be heard of Wow. 202-588-9739 or 1-800-222-9739 or uh, you can pledge right online and we have some people to thank you know we have um walter Pledging from D.C. Thank you so much. We have Anonymous from Washington, D.C. And that's a new <laughs> member. Where's the bell? Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. ding, ding. Okay. We have Anonymous from Baltimore also uh, pledging. And also, um, oh, I think that we, we thanked him last okay. week. But Robert, we thank Robert. We'll thank Bush him again. Le yes, we'll thank him. Robert Bush calling from D.C., um, also, so thank you, thank you, thank you, and you can join them by calling two zero two five eight eight nine seven three nine or one eight hundred two 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 nine seven three nine, or go online at wpfw dot org. Again, if you appreciate the integrity, if you appreciate the passion with which Esther presents this two zero two five eight eight nine seven three nine, let's get back to this great show she's got planned. Well, we have uh, actually a 
I wanted to play a little bit uh, from the premiere of Citizen Coke here in D.C. It was held right in the the Senate building, and um, Representative Ted Deutsch of uh, Florida spoke about the issue and about the film, and also John Nichols from The Nation. Let's let's hear those right now. Mr. Olson, are you taking the position that there is no difference in the First Amendment rights of an individual? A corporation, after all, is not endowed by its creator with inalienable rights. I had attended the oral argument with Senator McCain. We sat together and watched it, and we were very concerned. There are certain judges who are alleging that somehow corporations have the same rights as citizens. I don't accept that premise. In Citizens United versus the FEC, Justice Kennedy has the opinion of the court. First Amendment protection extends to corporations. Political speech is indispensable to decision-making in a democracy, and this is no less true because the speech comes from a corporation rather than an individual. Senator McConnell leaned over to me once or twice and said, uh, is, this, is this a very broad opinion? And I said, it's, it's about as broad as it could be. The Supreme Court is supposed to give the narrowest possible ruling to resolve the question. Instead, the court just went off the charts. I was standing outside the court. I was really shocked. I was shocked at the arrogance of the court. I was shocked at the fact that they thought corporations were people. The court said that as long as it's independent spending, it can't be corrupting. Give the money directly to the candidate, you can't give more than $2,500 per election. Give the money to this super PAC out there that is advancing the goals of the same candidate, and you can give an unlimited amount of money, and some folks are giving millions. It was a huge power grab by corporate America. They succeeded. And sadly, the Supreme Court was a tool for their interests, instead of being the guardian of our Constitution, the guardian of our laws. That was actually another clip from Citizen Coke, and it started with, um, uh, you know, actually comments at during the Supreme Court arguments of the case of Citizen Coke, and we also had uh, voices from other people who are really knowledgeable about the case. And um, with me on the line is Tia Lesson, director of the of Citizen Coke. Now, you know, it's, it's very interesting, all the, the voices that you gathered there, they really are kind of trying to explain the gravity of this, you know, but I don't think that the American people really heard this story in the news. How, how did you, you know, uh, go about kind of uncovering all these facts for yourself? Well, you know, I think that we started talking to people who are involved, you know, with the court case and, and who argued the case on both sides. And, 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 and um, first of all, they helped break it down, what exactly um, the court uh, was saying. Um, but beyond that, um, we learned, I think, um, sometimes um, just, just by digging around um, about the um, terrible conflicts of interest. Um, on the Supreme Court, um, you know, some of the justices should never have been sitting um, to to make that decision. Um, and so, some of our film, you know, deals with that. Um, for example, um, Citizens United, the group um, who um, brought this case to the Supreme Court, um, actually uh, supported Clarence Thomas in his confirmation um, as a Supreme Court justice, and, and actually 
um, put out ads and, um, and, and, and led an ad campaign. Um, well, Thomas went in to rule in favor of Citizens United. Um, he, he should have been recused um, from making that decision uh, because of that conflict of interest. Um, Thomas and Scalia had both attended retreats of the Koch brothers. Um, um, this is information that um, Common Cause found out that they shared with us. Um, um, Scalia had spoken in front of the Tea Party, um, and his um, and, and Thomas's wife. Um, this was quite surprising to us. Um, uh, she uh, was Ginny um, Thomas uh, led a group that then benefited from the Citizens United decision by getting. Uh, million, hundreds of thousands of dollars of undisclosed donations, um, which essentially, um, in part, went to went to pay her her, her salary. Um, so there's all sorts of very odd um, um, uh, behavior on the part of the Supreme Court justices, um, um, and and it had such a deep impact um, not only on our campaign finance laws but on our democracy. As, as we see those uh, 2010 elections that came right after Citizens United um, made some deep changes in, in, in the way our democracy works and, and public policy that affects every one of us. Okay, I'm speaking with Tia Lesson, the award-winning filmmaker who directed and produces produced Citizen Coke uh, with Carl Deal, and I'm also uh, here with Caitlin Saposi Belknap, National Director of the Move to Amend Coalition. We are talking about money and politics, the takeover of our electoral process by billionaires. We're talking about the awesome movie Citizen Coke, which we have for you today during our fall fundraiser uh, for just a $75 donation for this hour only on Thursday's Community Watching Comment. You can uh, get the movie by calling 202-588-9739 or 1-800-222-9739 or go to our website, WPFWFM.org. We're going to take a little break, and that'll give you some time to call in, some more folks to call in at 202-588-9739. We'll be right back. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. 
And welcome back to Thursday's Community Watching Comment, the On the Ground edition. If you're just tuning in, I'm I'm Esther Varum, and I'm speaking to Tia Lesson, director and producer of Citizen Coke, and also Caitlin Saposi Belknap, national director of the Move to Men Coalition. We're talking about money and politics. We have two weeks to go before our election, Miyuki. And, you know, these are issues that we really should care about. You know, there's been a recent report that um, almost $1 billion spent already in advertising. And this is what advocates, you know, against, you know, this kind of political spending has have been warnings about, you know, that, you know, people just hear see ad after ad, and then this influences people's vote. Or in some cases, uh, these same forces are the people trying to um, uh, restrict voting in the states. Yeah, and, and I thank you, Esther, for bringing this information to the audiences, to me, so that we can be armed, so we can be informed citizen as we go to that ballot box and go to pull that lever, 202-588-9739. You can arm yourself. You can support WPFW, which is an act of activism in itself, in and of itself, and you can also arm yourself with this Koch Brothers video as a thank you gift or a pledge of $75, 202-588-9739, one 800 222 Looking to thank you. Please call. Please go to our website. Please think about what this show means to you. Think about the value that it brings to you. Think about how much you've come to rely upon WPFW for all this type of alternative news information and giving a, an hour, one hour focus on some speci- uh, on a specific great film and, and producer of um, this great film who worked on other great films and documentaries, again, to, to inform us, to arm us with information that we need as we are going to become active and good citizens of our country and of this community. Tia, I wanted to ask you about the quote that starts the movie. It's, uh, you know, it just flashes on the screen in, in white lettering with a black background. It says... Um, and this is by Fred Koch, founder of Koch Industries, and he's also the, you know, of course, the founder of the John Birch Society, but he's also the father of these Koch brothers, right? Uh, David Koch and his brother. All right. So this is the quote that flashes on the screen. It says, the colored man looms large in the communist plan to take over America. And this is a quote he made in 1960. Wow. Uh, and... This is from Fred Koch, the father of the Koch brothers, right? And right. right. And so tell me about the thread and tell me about, I guess, finding that quote and the thread that ties that 1960 quote to what his sons and the Koch brothers are doing today. I also think that there was some some interesting stuff from 1980, which I'll maybe I can get to in a minute after you comment. Well, you know, you're probably a lot of your listeners know that the John Birch Society um, of the 50s and 60s was one of the most ultra-conservative um, right-wing groups um, out there, and uh, and David Koch and Charles Koch's father, Fred, uh, was uh, one of the founders and one of the original funders of the John Birch Society. Um, they were using the threat of communism, they were using the threat of the black man, and um, to to really galvanize white people to support this reactionary agenda, and it's not a whole lot different, I think, um, than than what you've seen with the modern day Tea Party. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the aftermath of the election of, of our first African American president, um, conservative uh, whites, reactionary white people, joined Tea Party groups in some cases um, because um, they felt that uh, 
they, they, well, they certainly, I don't know what they felt, but they accused our president of being un-American, of, of being a socialist, of being a Muslim, of, of being um, uh, really just a black man and um, a leader. And we saw that in their, in their racist signs. And, um, and I think, look, we, we, we know that um, that has been sort of the time honor tradition um, for the rea- you know the, the, the ultra conservatives and, and the reactionary right is, is to is to race bait um, and to red bait um, to get uh, people on their side uh, because they 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 seize on that and and what, what the reason they seize on that is to propel their conservative agenda um, now we can know specifically about David Koch um, he, he was uh, on the vice presidential ticket for the Libertarian Party in 1980. Um, what did they stand for? Um, they they stood for the abolition of Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, right. They, they stood for the deregulation of um, of, of industry, of, of the banking industry, of the insurance industry. Um, they were against Social Security. They exactly. Against, they were against Social you know, Security. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they want to get rid of the library system, the postal system. They want to repeal corporate and personal taxes. I mean, they really just want to eliminate every single government program and every New Deal reform. Um, they want to take away the social safety net um, for, for American citizens. Right. And this has been a through line in, in their political work. Um, it, it's not just ideological. You know, it's about making more money for themselves. You're listening to Tia Lesson, director and producer of Citizen Coke, which we have today for you for a pledge of $75 to support the station. And um, you can always give more, but, you know, for at least $75, <laughs> you can get that as a thank you gift. And we have someone to thank. Yay. And we see the bell there. We want to thank uh, a new pledge from Anonymous. Anonymous from Randallstown, Maryland. <laughs> thank you thank so you, much. Thank you, Anonymous. And you know, even though they're anonymous, I, I might know who that is. And it's someone <laughs> speaking truth to power and, you know, a young person really, you know, trying to do some good work in the community. So thank you, Randallstown. Randallstown is in the house. And you can join Randallstown. Don't look, Bowie. Look, Alexandria. <laughs> Look, Arlington, Suitland, Hyattsville, College Park. I haven't, you know, I haven't been able to thank any of those places today. So, so if Randallstown is in the house, don't let them beat you out. I really want to hear, you know, I want to hear from everybody. And Northwest DC, I'm still waiting for Northwest DC because our guest today, uh, director Tia Lesson, you know, awesome director, you know, artist is, is here with us to support the station and support her hometown public media in her own town. And Esther's here. She produces a remarkable show. She's a great representation of what the best WPFW is. Please, if you appreciate this, if you rely upon this program, if you rely upon WPFW, if you understand how WPFW is about love, it's about putting a beacon of light on what the different struggles are and having a platform for all of those things to be seen and heard, 202-588-9739-1800-222. Nine seven three nine five people picking up this great film, this great film that this great filmmaker has provided us because she's from D.C. She likes this station. She understands the value of public radio. Five people doing that. 202-588-9739. And the more you call, the less I'll talk. <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to do, I wanted to try to at least play uh, Ted Deutsch. He's a representative of Florida, and he made some really in- interesting comments, and then hopefully maybe we can get in, and John Nichols also. We, f- we find ourselves in a, a moment in time when 32, 32 billionaires uh, can write checks of $10 million each and outspend 
the donations of 3.7 million small contributors. Uh, people start to doubt how much their voices really matter in this democracy. It's no surprise that some of the latest polling that, that has come out shows that 89% of Americans, 89% believe that there's too much corporate money in politics. And at home in South Florida, where I'm from and am proud to represent, uh, voters, as, as uh, Senator Sanders pointed out, from across the political spectrum, uh, complain about the despicable attack ads, complain about the money, and really what it boils down to for them and for all of us, I think, is who sets the agenda um, and what it is that we're doing here in Washington. This week, across the Capitol in the House, the majority is bringing up a bill that they call the Healthy Forests for Healthy Communities Act. The Healthy Forests for Healthy Communities Act. Never mind that the idea behind the bill is that we, we build healthy forests by cutting down all the trees. Um, it ought to be called the Healthy Profits for the Timber Industry Act. That's what we're doing this week. There's also going to be a bill that we'll be voting on that will cut almost $40 billion from food stamps. That at a time when the farm bill is loaded with giveaways to agribusiness. Who sets the agenda? That's what's really at stake. Justice Stevens, in Citizens United, in one of the most powerful dissents uh, that I've read, uh, wrote that corporate domination of the airways prior to an election may decrease the average listener's exposure to relevant viewpoints. The marketplace of ideas is not actually a place where items or laws are meant to be sold. That was Representative Ted Deutsch of Florida speaking at the premiere of Citizen Coke in the Dirksen Senate office building, talking about oligarchy, talking about, you know, and also John Nichols right after that. We couldn't play it because we have to get on the phone and we have to, we have to get on the line here and pledge. But, um, John Nichols was also talking about, uh, zombie ideas and candidates all coming from too much money in politics. And that's not democracy. He says it's a dollarocracy. You know, not contributing to the debate, but defining and controlling the debate. So for this hour only, Thursday's Community Watching Comment, the On the Ground Edition, 202-588-9739. You can get a copy of Citizen Coke, this groundbreaking documentary by our own native daughter here, Tia Lesson. He's from here, from D.C., grew up in the shadow of power, you know, but really what she's talking about is how we, the people, are the power. And so it's not the shadow of power. She grew up being part of the power here in D.C. And we want to support her also and support the station, support the show. And you can do that by going to 202-588-9739 or 1-800-222-9739. I have less than four minutes left. You know, Askin Muhammad is going to be barging through that door <laughs> in a few minutes. And he's going to be like, look, it's time for me to go on. You got to get news. up. Right. So you uh, uh, please support the show. I'm only what? About two fifty. Yeah, you're not my goal. Not too much. That's just again three people, uh, three people and a half getting that <laughs> that own that 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 uh, wonderful uh, Coke brother film, Citizen Ca Citizen Coke. That uh, we've been talking about this hour. I, it's a great f piece to have in your personal library to share with your friends, children, whatever. Again, it's information. It's chock full of information so that you can make informed decisions when you go to the ballot box. When you have discussions with other people, you are in Washington D.C., uh, one of the most powerful cities in the world, and this just gives you more information that. You 
you can have so that you can be a part of the uh, intellectual political conversation that always goes on in this town. 202-588-9739, 1-800-222-9739. We do have someone to thank. So again, four, five more people calling, 202. Oh, good. We only have, oh, we got, we only need four more people. Okay. So we don't even need the half anymore. Right. Oh, wow. They're coming in. So thank you. Thank you, Mary Dunn from Leesburg, Virginia. Picking, I think she's picking up Citizen Coke. Thank you so much. And also Robert Meyer from Fairfax. So Virginia's calling in. Yes, yes. So I where took are up you, the PG? challenge, Oxen Hill? Oh, uh, we got Anonymous in Alexandria. Wow, Virginia is seriously coming exactly. in. Exactly. They said Randallstown is two not going to show we us up. We just need two more people, <laughs> two more people getting this. And we're, we're, we are Randallstown. That's right, because D.C., yeah, Oxen Hill, Fort Washington, uh, Greenbelt, Clinton, Southeast, Northeast, Northwest D.C. Where are you? 202 is the number that we're urging you to call. We're urging you to make a pledge. This is the last Thursday for Esther and on the ground edition of Community Watch and Comment to make their contribution to WPFW for this drive. This is a very important drive for us. We really need to hear from you. Just two people calling 202 588 9739, and she's golden. Come on, call 202 588 9739, or 1 800 or visit us at WPFW. FM.org. We've got great guests on the phone. I'm so sorry to talk, cause, but it's really, really important that we raise the money for the station so that we continue bringing you this great information. And I want to, th- I want to thank everyone. And I want to thank my guests uh, today, award-winning filmmaker Tia Lesson, director of Citizen Coke. The time just flies by. And Caitlin Saposi Belknap, national director of the Move to Amend Coalition. And thank you so much for listening and calling in, and for continuing to call in and pledge, which you can still do at two zero two five. Five eight eight nine seven three nine to get Citizen Coke, and um, you know, uh, or you can pledge right on the website at wpfwfm.org. You can reach the show at onthegroundshow.org, where you can now listen to all of our shows and past shows. Please like our Facebook and Twitter pages at On the Ground Show. And remember, today marks more than two months since Darren Wilson shot dead Michael Brown in Ferguson, and still no arrest. Now, stay tuned for Askia Muhammad with the news, followed by Krista Property on the Thursday edition of Don't Forget the Blues. Raise your voice. Peace. 202 <laughs> 